Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. Is that better, Tyler? That's a lot better. Okay. <laughs> I'm Ronnie. Tyler's back. <laughs> that's it? That's it. That's all, you get. that's all you get this episode. A.K.A. DJ Joey. Or Donkey. Ah. <laughs> that's all Donkey. I got. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Bob's back. What's happening? The Professor. On loan from the University of sounds a lot smarter than he really is. <laughs> that's right. Now that's an intro. <laughs> Silent Ron. I am here. I do not have nothing to say like Carl. Schmedium <laughs> Mike. How you doing? Would you like to read our Bible verse, Schmedium Mike? Sure. Uh, we have Galatians 5. I'll be reading from the ESV version, and it is verse 22 through 26. But in the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things here there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Tonight's topic, we're going to revisit Fruits of the Spirit. See if we learned anything from the last time we talked about it. You have any answer for us? No. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for lack of desire. I think it was just for, you know, getting in our own dumb ways. Yes. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, is the worst. When you get in your own way and you realize, no, this is is where I'm supposed to be going. This is how I'm supposed to be doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be walking with God. I'm supposed to be walking with Him every step I take, every breath I take, every day. And... Still screw it up. Yeah. <sighs> what, Rob? Huh? What? No, no. When you <clears throat> when you, you were going to say, you thought he was singing there for a second? <laughs> no, I was just sitting here thinking about what has been going through my head since you posted this is what it was going to be. I'm trying to remember what I had last time, which I believe was patience, was the one I chose. I don't think that one should be in. Which I've... Uh, I feel I feel like I'm doing better on that, which I'm still sure I got to work on that one. But the last week and a half, to two weeks, and then Sunday, it's hit me to where I really need to work on the peace within mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. because I'm 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 really killing myself over. Uh, well, y'all know Sunday sermon. When they had, you know, all that stuff mm-hmm. there and all that, and it just reminded me of my son, and it just gets me thinking, woulda, coulda, shouldas, <clears throat> and so I'm not at peace with myself at all, and it brings me down. I just sit in silence. So I've, I'm not saying I still ain't got to work on all. Well, patience. But I believe peace has really hit me hard in the last two weeks. Peace, just, just an inner peace, peace. Is, is that 
Kentucky horse that moved up to the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patience fell behind a little bit and peace overtook because, like I said, I haven't had it for about two weeks. I felt drained. And and then, like I said, the Sermon Sunday knocked me back mm-hmm. pretty far. So all, I, all I've been thinking about is my boy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, where was I, what was I doing, I should have been doing, you know, and I've got people telling me that I shouldn't be there, but it's hard not to be, you know, and that's that inner inner battle I'm fighting right now, and I'm just I'm just not at peace. It's something I have to work on. I'm, but I think you did the right thing this week. Afterwards, you reached out. I mean, if you go on down to chapter 6 there, verse 1, brothers, if in, is anyone is caught in any transgression, but I don't, I don't think it's really... In this instance, I don't transgressions that usually mean mm-hmm. sin. Yes. I think in this, but um, if you read the bullet head there, it says bear one another's burden. So I'm going to say, caught in any burden, you who are spiritual like us should be there with you to help restore your restore it with him. And I think you reached out to him. <clears throat> I don't know. I hope what that what burdens sense. you? Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about it in his instance, this burden of his son. And I think that he reached out to us, and a lot of us spoke with him. Right. So there's there's several different ways of being burdened too. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, and and yes, he did. He he done right by doing that. And yes, he's being burdened by that. But uh, this means what it means. If anybody's caught in any kind of transgression. Right. I, I, yeah. And transgressions and actually sin. It, I think, yeah. yeah, you can't yeah, you can't change it. It means what it means. I mean, you know, and we gotta we gotta we gotta say that it means what it means because us personally we can't change it. We can't take away and we can't add to. Well, since you both said that, right? <clears throat> would his burden be his sin right now? I was going to say that I think we really need to be honest with ourselves. And any time we are grieving the spirit in some way, it's a sin. It's a sin. It's it's a form of disobedience. So you I'm not saying that to. Correct. I'm not saying that to cut you down, Ron. Don't take this the wrong way. Right. We're all guilty of it. Everybody has an internal battle that they're fighting in some way. That's that's your specific burden. That's your specific battle. It's different from all of us, but we all have it. But at the end of the day, it's a lack of surrender. Right. And whenever we don't surrender something to Him, we are sinning because we're choosing ourselves. Like, one thing I would encourage you to try to shift your perspective on, Ron, is you have to work on it. We find something interesting with the word repent. Would you like to share with the class, Bob and Tyler? (laughs) We have a sidebar conversation away from the mics. This is is between us. This is a secret. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Uh kidding. It wasn't too secret. You didn't mute your mic, so... I, I didn't read on down. He didn't read on down. Verse 2 is where it does say, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Uh, the burden you're carrying now over, your, over what you've lost, that burden is absolutely from a sin that you think that you've done, which was not professing Christ to, you, to him. That's that's the sin that you're actually having this burden over because you're beating yourself up for that, are you not? I'm beating myself up because I thought I, I feel like I sh- I should have done more, been there, 
and I wasn't. You know, it's, like I said, it's that. But I've heard you I say. Knew, I knew where he was at, and I should have been there for him more in my eyes. And I feel like I wasn't. And it, it it just kills me that, you know, that I sit there and I think that, you know, I should have been there. I should have, you know, I should have been by his side because I know he needed me. And, you know, and then I sit there and I beat myself up because, you know, I love to help people. But yet, where was I had on this one? I, I missed it. I totally missed it. And it kills me. I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is the reason you're beating yourself up because you didn't think that you was the godly dad that you was, but you think that you needed to do more, but you couldn't. Right. You can only do. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I struggle with the same thing with my my youngest son. He works for me, but there's times that uh, that I feel like I'm I'm decades and miles away because when he shuts down, he locks her down hard, and he won't tell you what's going on. He just kind of lets it. He just kind of lets it boil up inside. He's he's a mini me because that's the way I used to be. I used to lock it down, and I used to not let it out. But I've done all I can do. But, you know, the thing is, is is we've got to allow God to do what he needs to do. Allow God. Sorry. Cleared my throat right in the mic. Allow God. That's where I was going to go with that as well. You see something that I think connects with this in the word repent in the Greek. So it's when when Peter gives his sermon in Acts chapter 2, he tells him to repent and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent there is metanueho. And it literally means a change of mind leading to a change of heart Mm -hmm. that will also lead to a change in direction or action. We have the power to change our mind. We don't have the power to change our heart. And that's something that's really important to identify when we look at the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of us. It's not, a, it's not the fruit of our effort or our work. It's the fruit of the Spirit. We can change our mind and identify areas we need to surrender to Him, but we need Him to come in and change our heart, to clean the inside of the cup. Until we surrender that and allow Him to do it, we're never going to make progress, and we're never going to see the fruit we want to see exhibited because we can't exhibit that fruit on our own. That's why he's very clear to say we have to walk in step with the Spirit. Yes. Walk with him day by day, keeping in step with him. That's ongoing. It's a daily minute-by-minute process, and we have to always identify when we fall out of step with him, we have to surrender and come back in step with him because he has to be the one leading us on that path and exhibiting the fruit for us. We work with him. I'm not saying that there's no work involved on our part, but he's the one that has to do the transforming work within us right that leads to the change right. of direction and if i if i remember right on the last time we talked about this i think i said that uh <clears throat> sorry if uh if you fail one of them you fail them all mm-hmm. well i think i'm going to redirect that because i think that's wrong because you know um we can love we can be kind you know we can be joyful we can have peace but, you know, um, and we, you know, 
we don't have forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is, is that's why that's why we got to walk with the Spirit because where we lack, He picks up. You know, so you know, I, I and I've been thinking about this all day long. You know, I said that if you if you fail one of them, you fail them all. I don't think that's right, though. I, I really don't. I mean, that's just me thinking. I could be wrong. But uh, the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, because God knows we're going to fail one way or another or somewhere. That's exactly why he sent the Holy Spirit to live within us, to help us guide, to help guide us through the walk we do. You know, and, and if we trip on one, of the, on one of the fruits, you know, and fail it, the Holy Spirit's going to pick us up and he's going to redirect us. He's going to bring us back around and he's going to say, try it again. Because that's what God does. God brings us in full circles and says, hey, one more time, try it. Right. One more time. If we fail, guess what? He's going to walk time. us around. <laughs> one more time. Try it again. Eventually, we're going to get it right. Mm-hmm. Because he knows the next step up, we're going to have to walk that circle three or four times before we get that right. Mm-hmm. That's just the way God works. But, you know, if we're doing that and we're advancing and we have to walk that circle two or three times... But yet we advance again. That's being led by the Spirit, is it not? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say that. I just think that if we fail on one of the fruits, we don't fail them all. We just fail that one. And he gives us a chance to try it again. I've been thinking about this for a while, too, now that you brought that up. But, like, don't we fail all of them anyway? Pretty much. Like, we're not good at any of them. We might be okay one or two of them right like if we're actually being honest about it like we're like i'm not i don't love all the time i don't joy all the time i don't have peace all the time you know what i mean like i'm okay but like better than i was before yeah but like you know i'm not not getting straight a's here or definitely not i'm not even getting straight b's right like it's just not I think it's human nature that we that we can't. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what you said. You're like Mike. You're you're identifying growth. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what you're saying. I'm right. better than I was. You're identifying growth, and that's why I think you're probably right, Bob. I think that's a, probably a better perspective because when we have the attitude that when we fail with one thing, we're a miserable failure with all of them. We stop identifying growth, and then we and then we just stop. We do. Yeah. We give up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Paralyzes like us. How we've all gone through it and thought. Okay, I, I've accepted Christ. I'm walking with Christ. Oh, I've done. I've sinned again. I'm I'm done. There's nothing back. It's n- not realizing. No, it's an ongoing thing. It's a God's giving you the opportunity right after you've done whatever to pick right back up and walk back with Him. And it's that same thing that right. It's that constant. You have to you have to continue. You have to pick up your cross right uh, every time and die again to Him. Well, this is also why I think it's... I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, okay. This is why I think it's important to uh, have a full reading of Scripture and allow Scripture to, to define Scripture because we always go to Galatians chapter 5 for the fruit of the Spirit. Paul's just one source, and he's not the only one that talks about this. Right, correct. And really, Paul is giving a very poetic, general behavioral trait list is what he's giving. Right, this is like fruit of the Spirit 101. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah like your general behavior... But we also see the prophet Ezekiel talk about this in chapter 11 and 36 when he talks, when he's seeing in the future New Covenant when believers will be wide, widely indwelled by the Spirit, 
and, and he sees the Spirit leading people to obey God. And he sees beyond just general behavioral traits like Paul sees into actual outward actions. So when Ezekiel sees it, he's seeing obedience to the law. And he says the Spirit causes that. And I think that word's very important, causes. It's not us that causes it. The Spirit causes that. And that's why, you know, Ronnie, you talk about, you know, we kind of suck at all the fruit. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's not ours. We're looking at our own fruit. We have to remember Paul says it's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Our fruit's always going to be lacking until we come, come back around in that circle like you talked about, Bob, and surrender to him and let him cause us to walk and walk in step with him. It's very important to have that, that perspective correct, that we, that, we, that we recognize that it's him causing it through us. He's wanting more trust is what it is. Yeah. Well, just, just, picture, just picture a bowl of apples sitting there. Are they green or and red? It don't matter. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if we're the bad apples, they're all going to be bad here before True too long. That. And that's us. We're yeah. the bad apples. We're the ones that make everything that God gives us bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Seriously. I mean, because oh, yeah. everything he gives us is good, yep. but we turn it bad somehow, some yeah. way. Everything's a blessing. We're yep. the ones that screw it up. Exactly. Yep. I've said that prayer way too many times. Way too many times. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> What do you think now, little Joe? I don't. I don't think much on this one because I don't know much about it, honestly. So, like I was telling you before we started, that I've mentioned in the past that I've been a Christian a long time, but I realized today that my faith is in a child—not a childlike faith—but I'm in the child phase of my uh, walk with Christ. You know, so I don't. I didn't hear anything really much about the fruit of the spirit until VBS this year when I was working it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've heard of them, but I never knew them. A little light bulb went yeah, on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sitting here taking all of this in. Yeah, because I started, you could break it down and go, well, I'm not very self-control. I don't have any patience. I, don't, I definitely don't have peace at times. Yeah, I don't have any of these, so I don't have much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys are like, yeah, we don't, we're not good at any of these. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm yeah. normal. Well, no, I, I'm with you. I, well, I wouldn't call you normal, but okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Last time I think we talked about it, I had said that I had heard the song in children's church. And then it took Cole bringing it up in a sermon for me to turn to my wife and say, oh, that's biblical. Oh. Oh, oh, okay, still, oh, okay. And she looked at me like I was dumb, and I was like, "Yeah, I am at this point right now because and, well, I just realized I was today years old." When and I learned today, that. I was reading through it. I'm like, "So you got to start with love, and then after that, you get joy." And you, no, that doesn't work. So it's not an order thing. <laughs> so I was like, "I'll just go there, and we'll we'll, we'll see, see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> see how it falls." And then I get here and I try to change scripture. So right. <laughs> you really you, you, yeah. it's that, a great that, night for Tyler, and, and that didn't last long, did it? Damn, nope. <laughs> shoot that down. You understand why love is first, though, right? Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. the that's greatest of these. So. Yeah, that's right. If you can do the love thing and truly do the love thing, mm-hmm. the rest of them's going to fall. In I mean, place. how many verses talk about without love? There's, right. It's nothing. Yeah, right. The goal of sin is to destroy your love. Yeah. It is. And the first thing he's going to correct in my experience is your lack of love. Mm-hmm. He's going to rebuild your ability to love those around you so you can learn how to love him again. And everything builds off of that, like, oh, he, like he, building blocks. He you know what I mean? He hard on that one this past week. Yeah, so. he did. <laughs> well, and that was, Ron brought it up about what he was, he was going to, he worked on patience. 
before, and I couldn't remember what it was, but I think I picked joy before because I I see my problems right in my face, and I can't get past those to see joy, mm-hmm. right? Well, spoiler alert, I'm still there, right? <laughs> I'm still not very good at that. And I was going to pick love this time. Not like the intimate part of it, but more like, like you guys said, like just uh, the brother sister love. Yeah. Well, and and just like the sharing of the love, right? Like because this past weekend it was like karate chop to the throat, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the karate chop to the throat I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it was true. more like a Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say, I, you know, looking at the, at the fruit the way you ordered it, I do think they build on each other. I mean, how many hateful people do you know of that are genuinely joyful? But it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hate destroys your joy. You're miserable. If you don't have love, you don't have joy. If you don't have joy and love, you don't have peace because you just, hate is just a constant. You're, you're waging war against everybody around you when you hate. Mm-hmm. And love destroys that that battle, and gives you peace. You know, and that gives you patience. That that teaches you kindness. Kindness teaches you goodness. Goodness teaches you faithfulness. That that all comes together to teach you gentleness. And the ultimate goal is self control. And actually, a better way to translate that would be temperance, because mm-hmm. self control implies that you can you can that's your own fruit, and it's not. Yeah. It's still the fruit of the spirit. Temperance is probably a better way to translate that which means it goes back to Ezekiel, the spirit causing you to obey his standard. That's what temperance is, learning how to resist sin when temptation arises. So can you look at that and go, okay, so I've got love and joy, now I'm working on faithfulness? I think you can look at it and identify, like Mike talked about, your growth. You can see how it's one fruit. Like, that's important. that The fruit there in the Greek is singular. It's not like multiple fruits of the spirit. It's one fruit building, right, ripening. I think that's a better way to think of it. It's like the fruit of the Spirit, and as, as you grow in your, your walk with the Spirit, that fruit ripens. Oh, I like that. And it makes it more edible and more useful to those mm-hmm. around you. I think I did it again, by the way. I skipped a whole bunch, tried to change the scripture there. Love, joy, mm-hmm. peace. Yes. That be the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, guys. I, I just... Wow. <laughs> I think I'm reading the Bible. So re- <laughs> yes, reading, it, reading it in his left to right, <laughs> top, top to bottom. bottom. <laughs> If you're in the United States, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the fruit that as a fruit ripens. That's well, that's good. And I that's like why that. I think Bob's perspective is is absolutely right that we can't look at one and say I'm not doing that good, so I've I failed miserably at all of them. It's it, it's a growth process, and there will be hindrances to your growth. That's natural. We live in a sinful world. We live in a sinful environment. You're, the growth will hinder at times. That doesn't mean you're a failure. Right. That means he's working with you. And he's I think fertilizing it, I think Bob's analogy you. of an apple. Is spot on too because what color? It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's right. It doesn't. All right. And but like the joy, peace, and everything is the seeds in the apple, right? So it all all those seeds are inside that make up the apple itself. I like that. I really like that. And I think that for me, I know the biggest thing that will. I don't want to say destroy because I don't think that that's possible, but they could potentially 
return the fruit, my fruit, you know, in this is, is doubt. Is, you know, because mine comes out a lot in my doubt in myself. That, you know, and so I think that that could easily cause me to veer off in these things, in each and every one of them. You know, and even to go through and be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I love this, but mm, what about this? You know, yeah, I have joy, but I don't really, not if you include this. I mean, so it's just a, sometimes it's a vicious cycle depending on your season you're going through. Yeah. I mean, that can, you know, that affects it, but I think that doubt, and again, it all comes back to that first thing, that love and that heart issue. And if your heart isn't in the right place, you're, you're not going to be able to fix anything. And what's the opposite of doubt? Ooh. Mm. Do, do, do. Looking for a T word. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, because again, it's... I think I can find it... Mm. Truth. Yeah. I would say trust. 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 Say trust. Yeah. Trust is the opposite of doubt, and like I say, it all comes back to that. Yeah. You're not yeah, going to grow true. unless you're trusting. He's teaching us to trust him more and more every day. Ultimately, that's the goal. It almost sounds like if you can get at least somewhat of the eight down, <clears throat> that the ninth love is the ultimate goal. For me. That's what I mean, mm-hmm. I'm probably way off on it. Well, and I think that that's kind of what Carl was saying, though, is when you, I, I don't know if anybody's version of it says it differently, but I think they all say, but the fruit, not the fruits. Yeah, the fruit. Just the fruit. So it's singular. Wait. So. Hold on. Tyler, what does yours say? <laughs> He's not does allowed to read today. The fruit? Or does it say the fruits? I don't want to ruin this. The TSB. What does the TSB say? This is the ESV. Oh. So I know what it should say. It says, but the fruit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Singular. Of the spirit. Of spirit. I don't think there's... I don't think... I was giving you a chance to get one right. Yeah, I don't think I got nervous. All of them say the fruit. But I think... If it's translated correctly. I think that automatically, because there are... Several, all of them that we always think that this is these are all individuals, and like Carl was saying, this is not. This is singular. This is here's the spirit, and it is encompassing all of these. This is one spirit right here. This is not. There's not. It's not a. Here's the spirit of love. Here's the spirit of joy. Here's the spirit of peace. Here's the. It is just. This is all wrapped up into one, and that is and should be the ultimate goal of how we live and how we're walking. Right. Yeah. Fruit has multiple parts. Mm-hmm. Going back to the apple analogy, you have the rind, you have the meat, you have the juice, you have the seeds, you have the stem. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably best to think of this in the same way. Yeah. He, he's, he's talking about a single fruit of the spirit with different parts that work together. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a complete fruit until all those parts come together in a ripened form. Yep. And that takes trust. And like I say, it's not something that I think we're going to see, well, I know we're not going to see perfectly in this life. No, it's it's right. a goal. It's what we strive for. It's what we walk with him to eventually achieve in the kingdom. But we're probably not going to see it fully realized here. We'll recognize growth, like Mike said. We'll recognize right. a ripening process. But we need to not cause ourselves to swirl in despair because we, we see a little bit of a hindrance or a circumstance in life causes us to, to slow down a little bit because it's natural. 
that's going to happen with all of us. But there's still progress. Right. And, and I think it for believers versus non-believers, right? Because non-believer Ronnie or non-following Ronnie, all these meant com- something completely different. Or, or right. we're just thrown to the wayside, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. love was different. The joy was not where it was supposed to be, like directional-wise. Like it was a different kind of peace. Oh, patience, patience wasn't even existent. <laughs> you know, so like now it's back to what Mike was saying and Bob and the whole circle thing is like being a believer and a follower, like it, it rings out more. Mm-hmm. And it all means more. And it means more. Yeah. Than what it did previously. Yeah. Even even 10, 12 episodes ago, it has a heavier weight than what it did before. Yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah. I can't speak no, for everybody at the Well, table. like you were talking, when I was Mike checking the boxes, it was different than Mike walking with Christ. Because it was, oh, yeah, I have these things in my life. I have joy in my kids. I love my wife and my kids. I'm not trying to, you know, separate that. But it was it was it was about me and what I had in those things. You know, I and I could even probably break it down into I have self-control in this issue as opposed to now wanting and desiring to have all of these things but not just in my circle, not just in my home in everywhere I go. Everybody I come into contact with, everybody that I see on the streets is, you know, because there's no variance. There's no variance in the neighbor as opposed to when it says love thy neighbor. And, you know, I used to be like, you ain't seen my neighbors, (laughs) you know, and now it's a no, it's a genuine love for what happens in somebody's life and and where they're going when they're gone. Mm -hmm. And that's the the ripening process, the, the, you know, the growing and yeah what you studying over there bob i'm just uh tetris (laughs) yeah solitaire that's it i was playing solitaire (laughs) not really um i was kind of looking the rest of this over before the fruits of the spirit i mean and and it's Mm. really it's really got a lot to say I mean, you know, starting in verse 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and not, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you wanted to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, so he's given us a list of things not to do right there. Mm-hmm. He says you either walk by the Spirit 
You can't walk. You can't walk with the spirit if you're living in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Which means if you're living in the world or living of the world, because we got to live in the world. If you're living of the world, how do you think you're walking with the spirit? Because you're really not. Not very because good. If you're, you're not. No, not very good at all. Because if you're if you're wanting the things of the world. That means you're not wanting the things of God. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. a hopscotch. Type it's not thing. a hop. No, exactly. Oh, yeah. You can't. You can't one minute be like, "Oh, well, I think I'm gonna go over and get this worldly thing, and then I'll go back to God." Mm-hmm. That's not the way it works. Yeah, he'll discipline that harshly. Uh, harsh, yeah. very harshly. And I, it's really important you brought up that context because you mentioned Tyler before you tried to change the Bible verse again. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that it mentions transgression. Yeah. Which is sin against against the commandments. Like context biblical, the law defines sin. So when he says under the law, that's a common that's a common term within the law that means under the curse yeah. or the penalty for disobeying it. Yes. So that's what he's saying. We're not under the curse anymore for disobeying the law because that phrase gets mishandled a lot to say he's saying just disregard the law entirely. That's not what he's saying. Otherwise, he wouldn't have given that list you just mentioned of exactly. all the things to avoid because all of those things. Guess where they come from. <clears throat> The law. The law. Every single one of them, every single one of those things, they come directly from the law, specifically the parts of the law that gives a negative penalty for disobeying. Mm -hmm. Some commands have no negative. Some commands is just a positive for obeying, like you get blessed for obeying it, but there's no negative. But there are other commands that says if you do this thing, there is a negative penalty that gets applied. There's a curse. And that's the things that he lists out there. So you have the fruit of the Spirit sort of bookended by a list of sins that you should avoid, fleshly sins you should avoid, and then his mentioning that if somebody gets lost in those sins, to seek to, to bring them out of it, yeah, right? To reach out and try to pull them out of that sin. And you can't divorce the context there. That's why it's important to understand in the full context of Scripture, how does Ezekiel and Jeremiah define the same thing Paul's talking about? What it looks like to be filled with the Spirit. And they both tell us that what it looks like to be filled with the Spirit is agreeing with him to let him cause us to obey the commands contained in the law. That's what both of those prophets say. And Paul's saying the exact same thing here when you, when you add that into the overarching context where he gives the list of these laws that are real bad, or I mean these sins that are real bad if you disobey, and he says you need to be working toward correcting these things. Yes. He's not taking your hope away and saying if you slip up, you've lost your salvation. Really important. Right. That's not what right. he's saying. Yeah. That, what he's saying is you need to work with the Spirit and right. let him discipline you. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. No, and, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to clarify, like when I said hopscotching those things. <clears throat> Like, we're not supposed to do that, but realistically, sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? And, and sometimes we do not knowingly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so... And I think that's some of the growth period is doing it, getting to more of a point to where you don't realize you're hopscotching it. Right. Right. As opposed to, you know, okay, yeah, I gotta, I'm going this way. Sorry. Can't, yeah. can't handle that one right now. But, yeah. Right. Just going forward and growing in him and all of these things so that you aren't, you know, you're not hopscotching or knowingly doing it. Right. Yeah, Jesus talks about the difference between knowing and unknowing. We see that in Luke chapter 12. He talks about the judgment seat, and you know, he's talking about saved people. And he says that those who sin, those who are saved who sin intentionally and don't repent, they'll receive many stripes. Those who are saved that, that sin accidentally and they didn't know any better, they still receive stripes. 
And I think the reason is because they had the opportunity to learn to know better, but they didn't seek that out. Mm-hmm. So they still receive some sort of a consequence, although they're still saved. So there is a rewarding consequence system there, right? Yeah. So that's why this is important to understand what's, what's being said here and to, to agree with that and to surrender to that process because there is a consequence in eternity. Right. It's not a level playing field. No. There's rewards and consequences there. Yeah. That's throughout Scripture. Well, and, you know, that's, that's why Jesus tells us to keep our accounts short, you know, because he knows we're going to sin every day. He knows we're going to be in sin every day. So he says, keep your account shorter. Go home. Ask for forgiveness for the sins that you know you've done that day, for the sin that you know you was in that day, and try not to do them sins again tomorrow because there's going to be different sins in your life. Pray for that conviction. Pray mm-hmm. for that conviction. Easy, Captain. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been trying to do, and it's I hate doing it. I'm not saying it's great to do. <laughs> but you, you really want that prayer? I, I do. I have been praying it. I'll give it to you right now. Let's do it. What? Mm-hmm. Let's pray for it. That's fine. Let's do it. Because I don't. I think um, you know that whole search my heart prayer. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think Something for me more. that's that's where what started my journey within the past. So three this is going to be a dangerous prayer right here. It's going to be a dangerous mm-hmm. prayer. Can I leave the room then? No, no you cannot. You're hanging. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're hanging. Thank you, Tyler. Not this allowed. Is, this is for all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. everyone else listening. Okay, I'm talking to listeners too. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's do it. Most gracious heavenly Father, Father, we just come to you tonight. Father, we, uh, we're going to pray this dangerous prayer. And Father, I, you know, actually, I pray that you answer this and answer it quickly. Yes. Father, I pray that uh, you just convict us, Father, of, of what we think we know and convict us of the things we don't know. But, Father, just allow us to understand that uh, that conviction is real and allow us to understand that that conviction is coming from you. And, Father, we know that you love us and you want to correct us. And, Father, I just pray for each and every one of us, our, our hearts, Father. I just pray that uh, you can just purify them, Father, and just keep refining them. Father, we just uh, we thank you for being able to walk together. Father, we thank you for being led by the Spirit that you've given us. And, Father, again, I really pray for that conviction right now. I pray that anybody listening, Father, that, uh, that really wants this dangerous prayer, I pray that you, uh, I pray that you just get to us. And, Father, we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I know it's a hard prayer, but what it's done for me in the last three weeks is it's a hard obviously prayer. not been easy, but it's been right amazing. Now um, yeah. I know exactly and, and, what you're going through. I guarantee. I, I mean, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so right, and then that, so as we're talking, I'm kind of looking at it again. I'm like, well, each week, I, I feel like my whole life goes by weeks. I don't. That's why I keep saying weeks. You know, each week is. The whole week is what involves something. So this week, this past week, has been faithfulness. I feel like that's been where God's been working on. How faithful are you going to be through these trials? Right. So, so these convictions that I'm giving you. So yeah. That's kind of, I don't know. And the thing I'm, is, is, is if you understand you're being convicted and you're struggling with it, you need to reach out to one. Oh, of and that, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. again, and that's what I've been. So finally, for once, because I had this before with another friend, but I never reached out. And so it went by the wayside. And so that's why I was telling, kind of wanting Ron to know, hey, you reached out. Yeah. I think that's really awesome because I don't think I'd be where I am right now if it wasn't for me reaching out to you guys like I already have. Mm-hmm. So, Can right. I say something? I feel like I need to say something, too, because, Ron, I know you're beating yourself up because you think you're failing on the peace thing. And I think he's talking about something different than what you think he's talking about there, to be honest. I think you're, you're feeling turmoil because of a tragedy. 
which is normal and natural, and nowhere do you see the Most High approach somebody who's dealing with a loss or a tragedy and say, get over it. You're failing in some way, get over it. He never says that. Mm-mm. He comes with understanding and compassion and love, and he chooses to feel what we're going through. What Paul is talking about is peace with those around us, I believe. Yeah. When you look at, at, at the overarching context there being you know, sinful and without love, he's talking about the way we approach those around us. And you exhibit that fruit magnificently. Mm-hmm. Magnificently. Absolutely. You're one of the few people I know that can watch somebody walk away from a service angry and do more than just talk about, boy, maybe we should go bring them back. Maybe we should mm-hmm. go say something to them. You actually do it. You actually do it because you seek out not only the peace with those around you, but the peace for those around you because you love and you have compassion and you have conviction. And I'm talking about conviction of sin. I'm talking about conviction for your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Man, you're not failing. Do not let the enemy swoop in and use this loss to convince you that you're a failure and paralyze you because that monster will do it. Don't let him do that to you. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's just the thing. That monster will play on all them feelings that you got going on, and he's just going to enhance them, and he's just going to be like, Ron, you know, you know, you know. He's just going to mm-hmm. keep whispering in your ear. I've told you this before, Ron. Your son saw the way that you and your wife turned your lives around and turned them over to Christ. And I believe that's why he reached out and he gave himself to Christ, too. That's an important thing to mention. Saul, the example. Yeah. We think that we can talk people in. Right. And Sometimes we get to the point of we want to strong arm them in yeah. because we care about them, especially when you're talking about your children. Yeah. You see them swaying away and you're just like, no, this is, you know better. I know better. You know, and you want to just strong arm them back in and and make them like they're twelve again, and and you know they're under your thumb, if you will, or that's just, I know me, <laughs> you know, but you led by example, which is really what Paul talks about here when he's when he's describing the fruit of the spirit. It's your outward example, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's the testimony. Nowhere do I see in that list, you know, perfect, eloquent speech. And knowing exactly what to say to somebody at the exact perfect right time. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not one of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit I of the know. Spirit is your outward behavior. Exactly. Your, your change, the transformation that you just exhibit in your presence, which you have. And I think the devil knows and sees that about Ron. It well, sees absolutely. how outwardly mm-hmm. he is with it. And it was like, well, if I, the only way I can take that away, yeah. I think right now, is if I, I know where he's struggling. So I'm going right. to hit that. Like a used car salesman. Silver tongue double. Silver. That's right. Yep. I have known some used car salesmen. Man, <laughs> I've not known a good one. Sorry. I know one, that, but I don't know. That wasn't yeah, good for you, the spirit. I, I, no, I know one. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I know one. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to shut this down right now. He's a he's a silver tongue. All he's right. He's a car salesman. I know that'll look at you and go. No, I'm not selling to you. You don't need to buy a car. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. True. <laughs> I've heard that from numerous people that they that he's actually told them that. <laughs> That's awesome. But that's also the same thing, right? Like you can't strong arm them. Nope. But you can't right. talk them into either. Yeah. And you can't 
like a sub conversation that I had. Like you can't use it as punishment either because it's not a punishment, right? Like so, right. like you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this. Because then, like, what do we want to do? Mm-hmm. Not do that, right? Well, then you got the people that try to scare people into confessions. Right. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. The, Try to well even to yeah, coming to Christ. And, yeah. And it's you know what's gonna happen to you? Hellfire right. and brimstone and you know, and yeah, it's and then, you know the thing is is, is is if they if they give their life to Christ because when you when you tell somebody that they uh they think that the walk's gonna get easy. It's not. Mm-mm. It is not gonna get easy. Well, I don't know when that starts, but Mm-mm. I'm gonna I'm biting my tongue, but it's not going to get yeah, easy. It's not. Folks, the walk's going to get harder. Yep. The thing is that you got to understand is you've got somebody there to help you through it. Mm-hmm. Nope. But the only way that walk is going to get easy if you commit yourself to being lukewarm. That's it. That's the mm-hmm. only way it's going to get easy, and that is not the walk we were called that, to. Is that another no, way we can, walk at all? Is that another yeah. way we can look at the fruit of the Spirit? That walk is going to get hard, but as that walk gets hard, you're going to have love and you're going to have joy. And you're the walk's going to be hard, but yeah. the reward's going to be right. exactly uh, the reward's oh, yeah. going to be fantastic. absolutely. I read it correctly that time. Yep. You did. Good job. You did. Good job. Hooked on Ebonics. If you really yeah. think about it, if you go back up, the lukewarmness that Carl's talking about, because mm-hmm. he gives you two different he gives you two different style walks in this in this chapter. You're either going to walk in the flesh, or you're going to walk in the spirit. If you're walking in his flesh, but trying to walk in the spirit, that's the lukewarmness he's talking about. That don't work. Yep. That's like uh, that's like you think you can sit on the fence. What I call a what I call a a, a, a fence Christian. <laughs> They're sitting in the middle and they think, "Up oh, this day, I'm just going to be with Christ." Okay, this day I'm going to be with Christ. I was thing. there. You cannot do that. that. Was there? Oh yeah. He plainly says, "You either hate him." Or you love him. Mm-hmm. And I thought Period. I loved him. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I really thought, you know, I'm doing it right. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it good. Yeah. Sunday Christians. That's right. I ain't yeah. talking about the Sunday ice cream. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going on Sunday. And look, we even got Bible study after church. Yeah. Yep. Hour and a half total. Anything more is too much church. <laughs> Sunday night church. <laughs> yeah. Sunday night? What? Uh-uh. No. Something on Saturday? Oh, sorry. Busy. Sorry. Yeah. I got to iron the grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was there like 240 hours in the week or something like that? Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you only give him 10% of it, that's only, what, 24 hours or two two hours and 40 minutes or something like that? Two hours like and 40 yeah. minutes. Two hours and 40 minutes a week, you know, if he's if you're if you're going off the 10% thing. Yeah. I mean, and that's, sometimes that's, we can't even give him 15 minutes a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the ripening process again, too, because now I know I'm like, I can't get enough. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't, can't get enough going to church, going to Bible study, doing men's group, doing, you know, all of these things. And it's like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what happens? What else? You're like, you're like Oliver, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. More, please. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I was feeling. And then Wednesday of last week, some things happened in our home. And then I got, in my manly opinion, deathly ill, mm-hmm. throwing up. I'm going <laughs> to say that manly. Yeah, gotcha. I got, I got so you had a hangnail. Okay, <laughs> we get you. We and get and you. then my wife got sick, and then our daughter got sick, 
And then my wife has now had surgery, so it's like all this stuff is, you know, this is where that where he's faithfulness. Am I going to be faithful and continue to read? Because right now, like last week, or in the week before, I really couldn't wait to get into these devotions. Every week, I was doing three or four, right? And it took I was out three days of reading them. I had to catch up, and it killed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still opened that Bible app, right? But you know why I opened it? I wanted that streak. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, that stupid streak at the top, but I read. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm re- still reading the daily, right? Daily verse because I was too sick. Quotation marks. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like good enough to read. Right. So that's what happens. That's what I was going to tell you a second ago. Every time I feel like I'm on this track, and then the devil beats me down. But I feel like doing this and with you guys, I'm. I feel way different this time around. So why did it kill you? Like, did it kill you because you didn't get to do so, or you didn't feel like doing it so? It killed my. Or it killed you because you're like, oh my man, fire. now I got like three days to catch up on. It killed my fire. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It killed my my that I can't wait to get into it because when I was sick, I filled it with other things. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Welcome to the club, brother. Welcome but here club. I am where normally I would just be continuing. I would have stopped and continued down that other route. Yeah. I'm really trying to bring back up, and it was and it's tough. It you is. would have made another excuse. to. I would have made another excuse. I would have come up with a reason for my wife to unlock my phone mm-hmm. so then I could watch Facebook. And then next thing you know, a week later, I'm back into videos and doing things I shouldn't do. Yeah, It was a constant just up and down. I'm, so I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Because the, the joy I feel, and that's why I keep trying to talk about it. This walk is terrible sometimes. It's hard. Oh, yeah. But the joy I have while doing it right. is so worth joyful. It. Yeah. And, and think, worth, there we go. Yeah. We have to have a constant reminder of the easy part would have been for, for God to be like, there you go. Everybody believes. Everybody's worshiping. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. He can. He can at any point in time. But he wants us to choose him. Absolutely. He wants us to choose him daily, hourly, minutely, secondly, if we if that's what we do. And we do. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? So he wants that from us. He wants that relationship. He desires that with us. And all we have to do is turn back to him. So I, I hope this correlates. It doesn't run mine, so if I can get it out. Matthew, we're, this Wednesday we're getting ready to talk about Peter, where Jesus asks his disciples... Who do they say I am? Mm-hmm. And then they answer him with, uh, the, you know, you're, you're John the Baptist and these different things. And then he goes, no, who do you guys say I am? And Peter's like, well, you're the son of God, son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on in that chapter, he's Peter's like, no, you're not going to die. There's nothing going to happen to you. And Jesus is like, no, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's where I am with my walk. You know, it's really good. And then God says, you're doing awesome. And then you fail. <laughs> but so did Peter. Get right. back up there. Do it again. Don't don't give up. Yeah. And, and that's like we, we talked about just earlier tonight is we have to get away from that just because we failed that our salvation's gone because Correct. it's not. And that's what the devil was trying to do. I think earlier right. this morning I just I woke up feeling weird. And I was so excited to go. It sounds weird for my wife to have surgery because I knew I had hours of alone time. Mm-hmm. And and it was tough to start it, but I started getting back into it. But then I just had this feeling like I did something like I normally would in the past. Like I've been feeling weird all day like, oh, last week you, you, you sinned again. Mm-hmm. Just like you normally would, but I believe that was 
it's mostly devil. lies, but it's also, I feel a conviction because I usually pray for that. So I still feel that conviction. Mm-hmm. But then the devil, I think, was like, oh, you poking and prodding. Yeah. yeah. But you know, anyway. you, you know, it's easier to do that. I hope that all made sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway, that's what it, he does. It though makes sense, does it? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what he does. He pokes and prods you, and he's you know. Yeah. For me, it's uh, you're not good enough. What do you have to bring? Why? Why should somebody listen to you? Look at you. Look at your life. Look at what you did. And it's well, you know, I came on last week and and talked about it, and you know, and everything, and that's what he does. You weren't the only one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like but, Carl said, he just he he wants to break the love in us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And if you weren't feeling, like if if you had lost your salvation, you wouldn't feel conviction at all. Right. At all. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't care. Nope. You wouldn't nope. even want to repent. There'd be nothing in you because you can't repent unless he draws you. That's another thing the scripture is clear about that's, that some people are kind of uncomfortable with. The only ones who ever repent and come into the kingdom are ones that he causes to repent and draws to himself. It says that repeatedly. He's sovereign over everything. So if you even have the desire to repent, he hasn't given up on you. That's, that's really important to remember. And, you know, that's another thing, too. That was something, and not to get on a rabbit trail or anything like that, but I think it kind of applies. You identified what you went through as conviction. And I think that's important because a lot of people wouldn't, including, my, including myself. We feel something like that and automatically spiritual attack, spiritual warfare. Well, I think I started going there, and then it yeah. just dawned. I was like, oh, I think, actually, as I've talked, I think that was conviction. I can't help but wonder how often it is. Just like that guy said yesterday, I thought that was so profound. I wonder how often it is that it's the Most High, our Father, trying to convict us and reveal sin in our life, and we just play it off as a satanic attack and ignore it and don't mm-hmm. receive the discipline, don't receive the correction that the Father's trying to bring into our life because we blame Satan for it. I think we need to be mindful of that. I think we need to be very mindful of that. Yes. Let's pull the needle off the record. Let's do some final thoughts. It's already that time. It is already that time. Actually, it's over that time. We're in overtime. <laughs> I better expect a handsome check for that. That's right. <laughs> time I'll, and a half. I'll double it. Yeah. <laughs> time and a half. All right. I'll start. Okay. That's all right. Yo, go for yeah. it. I'm Nobody's going. ever volunteered to start. <laughs> go for it. I, I, I want to clarify one, one last time. In Galatians 6, verse 2, it does say, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> Wait, as he as he pets his Bible, is that your that, is that that's your final thought? No, but my oh, okay. final okay. thought okay. though yeah. is is to play on that um, because I, I feel so strongly about telling others uh, or not everyone, but a good group of guys or or in your case, girls. Not your case. I'm sorry. I looked you at look you right at me. I'm whoever's wow, listening. Man. That was aggressive. That's all I'm saying. I'm losing this. Hey, he was trying to hand toward me. I think. Uh, or girls. If you're a woman, I'm going to look at the table. If you're a woman, find some women. Just find somebody that, um, like my, my pastor has told me, that won't won't tell you what you want to hear, but tell you the truth and point you to the truth, but that you feel comfortable with telling things about your life, because we are supposed to go through this together. I mean, it's clearly stated that many times in the Bible. It talks about that in James. We've talked about it in youth group. Don't do this walk alone. Yep. And that's why I wanted to commend Ron on that, um, because I just I don't think it's done enough. I think we feel that we're doing, we're going through this our own. Uh, I'm the only one that's doing this, so I'm not going to tell anybody. Well, so. I used to feel that way. Totally. Yep. Yeah. I was on my own, or I felt like I was on yeah. my own. 
and then you start talking to so many people or you're, you're just even one or two and they're like oh yeah i've i know that i feel oh, that yeah. i've been through that and you're like oh so i'm not alone in this world mm-hmm. so i, I really want to reiterate just find somebody just find somebody that'll pray with you and go that walk with you well i'll say it because i know some are thinking it but sometimes we still do that even in this group we still like yeah i'm not gonna say that like i'm just gonna hold it in for a little bit i'm gonna struggle because you st- i still feel like mm, i'm gonna be judged which doesn't make I'll judge any you. It's okay. sense. Which <laughs> doesn't make any sense at all because we all know here, yeah. none of us is going to judge each other at all. Right. Right. The thing we're going to do is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: you can judge me all you want, but your judgment on me does not phase me. But that doesn't bother you. But it would me. Right. I, I have because that I feeling myself. I, I'm I'm judged by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, actually, I judge myself harshly. Yeah. But I should be judged by one. But that's not the case. And, that, and that's the thing. That's what I was saying. It's like I'm judging myself so harshly that I don't even want to tell you guys mm-hmm. sometimes, right, of the stuff oh, yeah. that I'm going through. Like yeah, I don't want to lose I – don't, I don't want anybody to lose even a shred of respect that they have for me for what I'm struggling yeah. with. Like right I'm already now. hanging on by a thread, it feels like, right? So, yeah. like, I'm overthinking oh, yeah. and overthinking and overthinking. And yeah, then narrative. when I'm done narrative overthinking, I overthink some more. <laughs> Step in somebody new. <laughs> replace. Yeah, replace. No, exactly. so, replace. So my final thought is find somebody. Mm-hmm. Next. Somebody's. Robert, you want to be next? I guess so. Uh, I'm going to kind of throw a twist in this. Like a Tyler twist? Have, have oh, I not thrown enough tonight? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna twist it a little harder. Oh, jeez! You already got her tweaked. I'm now. Now I'm just gonna take her clear. I'm about to knock her out of the park. I'm about done with the Indian burns, Bob. <laughs> yeah. right, bro. Anyway, you know, Mike said that uh, he couldn't get enough of Bible studies. He couldn't get enough uh, devotions. Couldn't get enough of. That's all good and well, but. Uh, if we're doing all that, are we absolutely uh, worshiping the creation or the creator? Because the simple thing is, is you know, God wrote all that. And are you having personal time with him? Guys, that's where it's at. You got, we've got to have that personal time with him. I won't, I, I'll say it a million times over. If we don't have that personal relationship with our maker with our savior we got nothing Mm -hmm. we can read his word all day long we can know it front to back inside out but if you don't have that personal relationship you ain't got nothing that's because talk for me comes in yeah sorry no you're fine but you know my thing is is don't worship the creation worship the creator that's my final thought it's a good one yeah absolutely I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go with Tyler pointed it out and in, in our dining room we have something hanging that was read at our wedding um, and I know it's very popular for weddings but I also know it's something that should be said daily just for the people that are around you and walking your walk with you um, and it's from 1 Corinthians 13 and it says love is patient and love is kind 
It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And we have to remember that all of that is talking about the love that Christ has for us. Professor? First, I want to sincerely repent of my remark about used car salesmen. <laughs> I didn't mean it. It was a joke. I know some good ones. All right. I'm it was with a good few. One. Yeah, did you sure. get a text? He's feeling convicted. I felt really convicted. I was going to say, he's feeling conviction on that one. He's going to the office. I genuinely felt bad after I said that. It was much funnier in my head. and It just came out and I sounded like a jerk. And I'm sorry. It was still pretty funny. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, it was still bad. All I want to do is I just want to read Psalm 130. You know, we've talked about a lot of tough truth. I think it's always important to, to end that with hope because I don't want anyone to ever listen to something and lose hope because I've seen the damage that can do and it's heartbreaking. And this is uh, from the Song of Ascents, and it says this, Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, indeed more than the watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is loving kindness, and with him is abundant redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Silent Ron. Got anything, buddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, I, I sent this to the group earlier, but the sin you refuse to forsake is your 30 pieces of silver. The trader's fee. Mm-hmm. I was wondering where that was going. I ain't gonna lie. I was confused when I read it. Judas. Yep. Because everybody's like, wow, dang. I was <laughs> like, yeah, wow, dang. I'm oh. lost. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, would you pray us out, please? Sure thing. Gracious Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for you. I want to thank you for all that you do for us on a daily basis, for all that you choose to be for us, for loving us, for being kind to us, mm-hmm. for overlooking our iniquities. They are so many, and it's so easy to, to look back and see the mistakes that we've made mm-hmm. and to just be paralyzed by guilt for what we've done, especially when we realize that those sins hurt you and hurt your heart. And I just thank you so much for giving us a path forward for allowing us to take that past and cast it into the depths of the sea and move forward in newness of life with you in the name of your Son, covered by the blood and forgiven. Just thank you so much for taking those 30 pieces of silver out of our hand, for causing us to let it go, and to just hold on to and cling to the hem of your garment and move forward with you in hope. And I just pray that everyone listening, I pray that you would fill them with your hope, 
with your love, with your compassion, with your mercy, and just let them feel your presence wrap around them. Let them feel your spirit wash over them like rushing waters and just fill them with a hope that leads to a complete and total transforming trust in you. We give you all the glory and praise and honor and thanks. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, you can catch us on the flip side.